Welcome to Bar Talk. I'm your host, Robert Hill, Artistic Director of the Orlando Ballet. And with me is my dearest friend for about 35 years, New York City volunteer, supporter, and avid lover to the arts, Alfred Zemanski. Hi, Alfred. How are you today? I'm good. I, I called you early this morning and you were doing your exercise. And yes. I wasn't doing a bar, but I was doing many downward facing dogs and cobras and um, warrior poses, etc. You you have been busier in your retirement than you ever were as as a working person, and you look amazing for. Can I say your age? Sure. Seventy six. Unbelievable. No, Seventy seven. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's right. You had you had a birthday during the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, what friends of mine are saying about this year in the pandemic, if they have a birthday, they're not going to count it. So maybe, oh, right. so maybe I am 76. Then. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people say 2020 just doesn't, is not happening. So, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, we've, uh, you are truly an encyclopedia. I mean, you go, you are a true New Yorker, New York City guy who goes to see everything, ballet, opera, Broadway. You are currently volunteering at the Metropolitan Museum and the Museum of Natural History. You work with um, Bette Midler's Central Park. It was a Central Park Conservancy. Well, she did something else, but it is a conservancy, but she has her own little um, friends of um, the parks or something like that. Right, right. Um, so, but I mean, you know, it, it, such a scope, I mean, really the arts, you are an arts lover and it's fantastic. And you, you keep yourself abreast of what's going on for, oh my gosh, 50 years, I think yeah. at this point, right? Pretty phenomenal. So, you know, given that this is bar talk, let's, let's focus a little bit on the, 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 the dance part of your experience because you've been going to the ballet since the 70s, am I right? Yes, yeah, ever since I'm, I moved to New York in 1970. I may have gone to a little bit before I moved here, but once I moved here, moved to um, Chelsea, it was easier to go to performances and, um, and I got my start. I think, thinking back, I think the companies that I started going to see were those at City Center. For example, oh. Joffrey. Right. And one dancer I'll always remember from the Joffrey was Francesca Corkle. Uh huh. I mean, she was amazing. Yes. I mean, just loved, every time she was on a program, I would try and see her. Right. And then Alvin Alley was another company. Right. Seeing Judith Jameson. Right. Over the years. Amazing. Um, those are two dancers that come to mind. Right. Um, I think one of the first performances I saw at the Opera House was with Nureyev and Margot Fontaine. Wow. Marguerite Narmond, yeah. yeah. Oh my Which God. was wow. lovely. That was the only time I ever saw the two of them together. But that was really special. I'm sure. Wow, yeah. fantastic. And, um, and then I started going to New York City Ballet. And then, you know, I started thinking of some of the dancers that I remember from that time, um, Merle Ashley. Right. And as far as partnerships, Suzanne Farrell and Peter Martins. And then I love Patricia McBride. Yeah. And um, uh, Gelsie Kirkham when she was there. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and that was, I think, my first introduction to more classical, although I didn't see any full lens at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you started going to see ABT, I guess that's when you started seeing yes, more. Yes, that's when I started seeing the, the full-length classics. Yeah. And, um, but even before I saw an ABT performance, I was um, out on Fire Island and I, at a, a lunch, I met uh, Robert Gagorovich. Oh, right. A, uh, dance critic. So we were talking about dance and I had told him that I had never seen a Swan Lake. And he said, well, you must go. Um, I think it was the Royal, it was the summer. I'm not sure what company it was, but he said, you have to see Natalia Makarova do a Swan Lake. And I had known of her, but I had never seen her. So I got a ticket and went with a friend. And um, 
the curtain goes up and she makes her entrance and there was this huge applause. And then all of a sudden there was all this booing. What? So the boos took over the Bravos. I said, I said, this is like going to a Mets Yankee game. I don't, I don't understand this. <laughs> so at the end of the first act, I went and found Robert and I said, Robert, what's going on? I don't understand this. He said, well, he said, Makara is just getting back from Paris and she danced with Nuriev. And she claims that he dropped her during the performance. He claims that she fell. Oh. So all his fans were there doing the booing. Oh my all God. Fans were there doing. So, but That's by the end of the night, everyone was converted to Bravos. How could you not, right? Exactly. So that was your first time seeing Swan Lake and first time seeing Natasha, right? Exactly. Wow, you must have such a vivid memory oh. of that. You know, and I looked to see if I still had the, I had the, uh, the review and I couldn't find it. I must have over the years. Oh, so did he write the review that you're talking about? Or? You know, he probably did, but I, I think I had the one from the New York Times as well. But I, I couldn't find it because I don't even remember who she was dancing with. But wow. I think it was Royal because it was summer, so that would make sense to be a, a traveling company in the city then. Right. Wow. Amazing. But, um, yeah, and then I started going to ABT on a regular basis and um, seeing all the classics and... Um, you know, remembering some of the favorite partnerships of mine, you know, Kevin McKenzie and Martin Van Hamel and, uh, and you and Julie Kent and, and Susan Jaffe and, and yeah. some greats, which I'll always remember. Yeah. And then when um, Gelsey Kirkland came over with Misha, right, we started dancing. So mm -hmm. there are another wonderful performances as well. Right. Exactly. partnerships which was so special and I think the partnerships really came out for me in the classics and the full lens right exactly yeah yeah so Romeo and Juliet Manon Onyegin and Sleeping Beauty Giselle right all, all of those yeah yeah and you've seen them all saw them all I mean you you know you know Sleeping Beauty you blew me away the other day because <laughs> I told you and I'm this is a little bit of a foreshadowing to our people who are going to come and see Sleeping Beauty that I'm changing it up a little bit I'm changing the order and I I told you that I was going to have the prince do what he traditionally does in the third act which is close to 11 o'clock at night on an eight o'clock curtain and you you said exactly that wow he usually has to wait until almost 11 o'clock to be able to do that variation and I realized then how well you know these ballets because you've been seeing them for for forever and and you never get tired of it and you 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 can find something good in everything that you you've got that nature it's fantastic yeah, um, and i worked um at the new school for about 20 years and you know after working there for so long i thought it was time for me to do something else and there was a position that came up at abt Yes. It uh, wasn't exactly right for me, but I interviewed. And then um, they said they would call me back in six months. I had director of special projects, which was really something that would have been right for me. And they said, we'll call you in six months. And sure enough, Grace Harvey called me. Right. And I went in and interviewed. And while, and at that time, you know, I knew you so well. And I knew some of the dancers. I knew Kevin and been there for dinner at their home and Martine and... So during the interview, it just so happened that Kevin knocked on Grace's door and he came in and he says, oh, hi, Alfred, how are you? And I think that convinced Grace Harvey, I have to hire this guy, <laughs> <laughs> the director. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you were there for two, for two years. Really, probably one of the most challenging times. In, yes, in it was. It was very we had, we had no money. We, you know, the, the sort, sort of joke was that, you know, we couldn't even afford toilet paper, you know? <laughs> but, we couldn't afford and, letterhead. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was a really, really challenging. So, and, you know, director of special projects, my God, that must have been so hard. So, yes. um, but, 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 but there were wonderful dancers and that was, 
the company was at its peak as far as some of the great dancers yeah. the company ever had. Yeah, it's true, actually. Um, Julio was still dancing, right? Yes. Sandra Ferry. Yes. Um, Jose Manuel was, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember. It feels like forever ago now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Um, but then, you know, working there and I think at, for the spring season at the Met, I think it was like 40 performances or something. So I went to practically every one. I would work all day and then there might be something in the evening and then I would stay and watch the performances. So I saw them over and over and over and over again. And multicasts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you see Julie one night and Susan Jaffe the next night and you know, like that. Yeah. It was it truly, you know, when we look back and, and realize how much performing we were able to do and with live orchestra and even the touring that we did was extensive. And again, with live music, it, you know, unbelievable time, unbelievable time. Um, and of course now we're in this pandemic and um, I was gonna save this to the end, but, and we don't have to get stuck on it. Okay, clearly we're in a pandemic and, and I, you know, marvel at how you, are surviving as well as you are and keeping motivated in New York City with all of your exercising and just your discipline. But just to touch on um, the, the idea of, of referring to the arts as non-essential. I, I mean, I, I kind of get, but you know, just let me share, share your feelings about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of it as anything other than essential. Yeah. You know, especially living in New York City where it's everywhere and yeah. now it's nowhere. Right. And that's what's so hard to, to think about and when is it going to come back? Um, Times Square is empty, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. I haven't been down there. I haven't gone far, I'm two miles from my apartment. Yeah. And that was just to go to a dentist, which wasn't too pleasant. But um, <laughs> um, I, I remember the, the, the first night that I left my apartment, it was in June, and it was the, um, the 50th anniversary of Gay Pride, the first Gay Pride parade. And Lincoln Center had lit up the whole plaza. Oh, said, that's right. You oh, sent me that picture. Wow, and, beautiful. And, oh, I'm going to have to walk down Columbus Avenue, and I have to, I have to see this. Yeah. And the whole plaza was closed off. You could not walk on it, but for security, I'm sure. But to see it all lit up like that with the fountain, all the rainbow yeah. colors, yeah. it was spectacular. It was a yeah. wonderful experience. Yeah. Um, wow. So, um, well, good, good for you for persevering and being healthy and safe. And, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm really happy about that. You mentioned the Pride Parade. You remember the first. Pride Parade, and it was right after, I want you to talk about this, because you were just on, you were in Greenwich Village, I was. and Stonewall happened. Talk about that. I was not living in the city. This was 1969. I was staying with a friend for the weekend, and I decided to go out in the village, and I was by myself. I was going to meet friends, and I was walking down Christopher Street, and as I got closer to the Stonewall, I saw this police wagon and all this commotion being people, you know, taken away in the wagon. And I said, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. I made a quick turnaround and went home to my friend's apartment. And then we read about it the next day, what was going on. I mean, it was just an awful experience. Um, and then that was the beginning of, you know, gay pride. And the next year was the first gay pride parade and that was the 50th anniversary of this year, which was unfortunately really couldn't have been a, a big celebration like so many things yeah, because exactly. of uh, the pandemic. Exactly. And, um, so, and then you're talking about anniversaries, working at the Met Museum. This is the 150th anniversary of the Met. And they had so many wonderful things planned and um, none of them really happened, you know? Wow. So not when was the last time you were in there? I believe I was in there about the first week of March. Wow. And we closed on March 13th. So some of the things that you've done there, 
uh, is that you give spe special tours, right? Yeah, that was um, my regular position on a weekly basis was information. So I would have an information desk, right. and visitors would come by and ask me which exhibit they should see, or if they're looking for something in particular, and I would direct them. So I did that for half a day. But then what I also did on the side, I started giving um, um, escorting VIPs. Right. The museum was closed either before or after. I mean, working with the State Department, I mean, there was... Um, Who was that um, opera diva that you, you, you toured? Yeah, I'm, one of the people they asked me to take on tour was um, Joyce DiDonato. Right. And I said, oh my gosh. I said, do you know who she is? They said, no, because she was a very close friend of the president's. I said, she is one of the greatest ballerina <laughs> singers there is today. Yeah. Organ singers. And I said, I would love to do it. So she came in that morning with her husband, who was a conductor, and her sister. And we had a, um, a docent with us. And she really had no specifications. She had never been to the Met. Wow. And just wanted to spend the morning. Um, they said she'll spend an hour or something. Well, she spent three and a half hours. Wow. We took her everywhere. And she was so kind. She bought her CD and they're already autographed for us. And I remember going through the, um, the decorative arts section. All of a sudden, Joyce started singing at the top of her lungs. I said, Joyce, you're going to break the crystal. <laughs> you're going to put your voice down. <laughs> And you, in, in your uh, apartment in New York, you have a, a picture of yourself with Jesse Norman. How did, how did that come about? Yes, that was another thing. I mean, when I was working at the new school um, for graduation, they would honor somebody in the arts. And usually, oh, that's right. Alfred, you know, we'd like you to escort that person for the whole day. So that's how I met Jesse Norman. You know, she came to the new school and I met her and got her cap and gown and then, um, drove with her up to, um, after the commencement, up to the breakfast, I think, which was at St. John the Divine. Um, and she was lovely. Spent an hour in the car with her, and we had a nice conversation. And in fact, the photograph, my mouth is open, and so is hers. And so I tell like my- Like you're singing together. We were doing a duet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you, when you were with Columbia College, I think it was, you brought in Julie Andrews, am I right? Do I remember that correctly? Yes, that was yeah. Sam Ross. Uh, That's right. Had met her and um, so yeah, so she was somebody that uh, came for one of their galas and right. she was honored as well. Right. And she was lovely. Yeah. That's fantastic, yeah. So, um, my gosh, where, where do we go from here? Okay, so one thing I wanted to say, talking back to the pandemic, um, yeah. In, in the New Yorker a couple of weeks ago, there was this article by um, um, someone that I, I'd never heard of before. Um, she was a dancer, but, but left at age 26. Her name is uh, Jennifer Holmans. Oh, yes, yes. She, she's written... Yes, uh, a very famous book. Yes, uh, um, on Angel. Apollo's Angels. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, it's, it was one of the... 10 best books of the year in 2010. Yes. Um, and then she went on and she, after that injury, she went to um, Columbia. Yes. And she got her PhD from NYU. Right, And right. she wrote this article, you know, solo acts and choreography under lockdown. And it was a very interesting article. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, she talks about how she watches the, uh, um, daily ballet class on Zoom and Instagram and YouTube and how she observes this and says that, you know, um, breaking, it, it breaks down, it breaks things down, ordering the limbs and rep, rep, repetitive exercises that every dancer knows by heart, like a daily prayer. And that's how she identified class. Wow, yeah, no, it's... Quote. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she says, as a former dancer, I have never felt my body so lightened, steadied, and purged of anxiety as I have at the end of a class. Mm -hmm. That's another wonderful statement. Yeah. And, you know, and then she goes on saying, when you watch a teacher with, with a student and how the, um, 
the hand between the shoulder blades of a finger pressed into the palm can suddenly reveal a secret or unexpected source of expression. That's it, and everyone present can see the change. Yeah. Uh, you can't see that in Zoom. It has to be live. Right, no, exactly. You understand that. Yeah. And the same thing with, with performances on Zoom or, um, you know, as Balanchine always said, he never liked his ballets to be on, uh, on video, on, you know, right. on television because you lost so much. Absolutely, um, there's no question. And I know myself in watching, you know, Zoom performances, it's lovely to see, but it, it's lacking something. And the ones yeah. I've enjoyed most were the Zooms that were choreographed just for that occasion. Right. So I mean, but you did. The Dance Accelerator, yeah, exactly. I just love that because, uh, and I've seen others too. I know that Mark Mars did one. And, and so then you could appreciate it in a totally different way because it's done for that medium. Right. As opposed to watching something that was designed for the stage and you're right. Like, so much less of a dimension. So um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that was that was an interesting article. I have to look up. Have you read her book? Um, you know, I started it, but I have not finished it. Um, yeah. It's a very dense, and um, but it's what she did a lot of work on that and a lot of research, and it's it's a uh, it's wonderful. So, um, what are some of your other favorite um, performances that you've seen, ballet performances? Well, you know, I was trying to remember, um, there was one at ABT with Gelsey Kirkland, and um, I couldn't remember the name of the ballet, but I'm thinking back, um, I don't really think she had a partner. It was, the costumes were all in white. It was a one act ballet. Mm -hmm. I think I only saw it that one time. But it was so gorgeous um, that at the end of the performance, at, at the Met, there was not a sound. Really? The audience did not applaud and everyone was just in awe. And I've never seen that before. Wow. And I felt the same way. And then when the curtain went back, then there was this huge applause. Right. But I, I just can't for the life of me remember what ballet it was. Wow, interesting. Um, was it, it was an all-female cast or was it a mixed? That's what I vaguely remember. It was a big cast, but you know, she stood out and I just didn't know when it was. Um, it might have been after I left ABT. Um, I'm not sure, but that was really wonderful. Before, because I don't think that, I'm trying to remember when she did try to come back. Anyway. Yeah. That, so that, but really see, those are, the, those are the things that keep us going back to the theater, is to have those exactly. kinds of experiences. Yeah. You know? um, other performances, um, well, seeing Natalia McCarver do a Swan Lake where no one booed her. Right. <laughs> was a special occasion. Um, so what do did you ever see her there's a story about her do, i don't even know if it's true or not but she did her fuetes and got got caught up in the curtain <laughs> anyway have you seen i think we've talked about this where she she kind of is standing on the stage and she's got the microphone and she's telling her these sort of humorous stories about things that happened to her and yeah, oh, you know what, Google it. She is hysterical. She talks about, you know, being at the Kirov and the entrance of the swan in, in act two comes from a, from underneath the stage. And so, you know, the, the, the guys are down there and they're cranking and cranking and, and it, it got stuck. And then it's a hysterical, hysterical. Well, I, <clears throat> I remember it um, at, you know, one of the ABT spring gala when she was there. Yeah, she was honored, but she got up and spoke. And again, she tells these funny stories. Right. I mean, I guess she's known for doing this. Yes. You know, yes. Yes. Um, yes. Really, quite. I don't think she ever told that story again about being dropped by Nuria. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Uh, I, it, I I never got to dance with her, obviously, but. Um, she coached uh, me and Julie and Giselle once. And actually when I did Manon for the first time in the Royal, I was dancing with um, Altanai Asomaratova, who came from the Kirov and uh, Natasha came in and coached a little bit of that. So what a great source of information from her, you know, art, about the art. So 
I mean, after seeing ABT performances and then working there, and then when they're down at the studios at 890, being able to leave my desk and just walk around and see someone like Natasha teaching a class or something. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was just amazing experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a dream come true. Yeah, you've had a great opportunity to meet you know, some of the greats, not only in the ballet and the opera, but also on Broadway. Yeah. I remember how many years ago was it that we went and saw Edward Albee's Three Tall Women with, with Marion Seldes. And I remember, I think I've, I'm sure I've told you this. I remember there was a, a point where she was not the central focus. Someone else was delivering the lines. And yet she was over on the side of the stage and her physicality was so alive that I couldn't stop looking at her, even though she was doing nothing but standing there. You know, you've seen her in many, many things, you know. Yeah. And then we met her at... Um, Peter Cameron's. Peter Cameron's, um, a party, and I started talking to her. Well, he's a writer, and he, yes. he, he, he wrote... Um, I, I wanted you to get back to what you were going to say, but um, he, he, he wrote a... a, a play that was uh, had a reading at Lincoln Center, didn't it? I believe so. Um, yeah, because he wrote the part with her in mind. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we were at his place at, at a party, and she and was there. We started talking to her about, you know, the what we had seen her in, and she was just so charming. And, yeah. um, you know, I said to her, I said, well, you know, if you want to go to another party, my 65th birthday is coming up. and. Friends of mine are giving me a party. Would you come? She said, I'd love to. And she said, here's my phone number. And, you know, we started talking on the phone and she came and she was so delightful. You know, and after that, I stayed in touch with her and uh, yeah. she was she was wonderful. She was yeah, I so friendly and all. Yeah, I remember all that. But, you know, after I left ABT, you know, I, I did consulting for the arts. Um, Oh, yes. And all that. You talk about High Five for sure. Yeah. And um, High Five was an organization that I was on the board of. It was High Five Tickets for the Arts. And it was an organization that would seek out tickets from museums or Broadway producers off Broadway at no charge to us. And we would sell them to teens for $5. So this was an introduction to them to see a live performance. And that was even performances at, at Lincoln Center with- Yeah, where yeah. we were the tickets. And yeah. um, so it was exciting to work there as That's a- Amazing. I wanna, yeah. I wanna remember to talk about that here in, in Orlando, because I think that's a, that's a great, great, great thing to do for the for, you know, people who can't afford it. Yeah, no, it was great. And um, I think it was around 2008 or something like, I don't know, when, when one of the big um, financial turndowns happened and we were really strapped. We couldn't get funding. Right. And we were desperate and we lost our executive director. So, you know, they asked me if I would see if I could somehow find a partner, you know, be on a committee. And I became interim director for a while. And fortunately, we came across a, another organization called Arts Connection. And they right. were an organization for younger children and we were for teens so it would be a, so we finally merged with them and it's still going and it's um called our high five tickets for the arts arts connections so now it takes the young children all the way through high school wow and um so it's great that they're still around but they were bigger than we were at the time and we were able to survive so we went with the merger which was great but i remember one after i left david to bring high five up is um we had, we wanted to do something, you know, perhaps in dance. And we had, I think it was a cosmetic company or fragrance or something was willing to underwrite this. And I suggested doing something with ABT. They were at the Met, it was summer and everyone liked the idea. So I came to ABT and talked to Kevin and, you know, um, the tickets were bought and we did a lovely lunch and it was, and I, thought of another organization that I was involved with was Abraham House. It's in the South Bronx. That's right. And it's an organization that um, was run by this wonderful nun. And um, instead of incarcerating first-time offenders, mostly um, immigrants, 
that they would take them into their programs. And the judges really got to know them and they had great success. And then they did start doing programs for their children. So I thought it would be great to have bust these kids down to the Met to a performance. So it was decided to do a Swan Lake. I think it was a Wednesday matinee. And they invited, high um, five invited donors. And if I remember correctly, we had a little performance with you and a dancer in costume and gave a little demonstration for the, for the guests. And we, we brought up some kids and they followed what you were doing. And we had Georgina Parkinson. Oh, right. So, you know, I'm thinking back to that day. I said, oh, I must have been sweating it out. Dear Georgina, please behave and don't bring up that one famous word of yours if one of these kids <laughs> make them a mistake. <laughs> and she didn't, and she was great. <laughs> Do we have to say what letter the uh, word began with? <laughs> no, we, we can, we can, those who know, know. <laughs> Philip Broomhead will know. <laughs> so will many people from ABT if they watch this. But right. it went very well. and. The kids were so well behaved. I mean, here they were coming by bus into Manhattan, coming to Lincoln Center, the Metropolitan Opera, seeing the greats in this hall and- Seeing Swan Lake. Yeah, you know, three acts, four acts. And they were just great. And I met, met them as they were coming about and they just loved it. And yeah. you know, one of them or two of them may be dancing somewhere. Who knows, who knows exactly. No, it's really, an admirable organization and, and the fact that you invested so much of your time and your energy and your money, you know, um, along the way. Um, really fantastic. Um, one of the other things that you initiated uh, when you were working at ABT was the culinary pas de deux. Remember that? I vaguely remember that. What was it? Was, it was, we actually did it um, downtown with all the food stations? I do remember that, but I don't remember. And it was a fundraiser for ABT? Yes, yes. I, I remember the and title, but I don't remember where we did it. Not unless, um, it was down on, near Houston. So maybe it was a Culinary Institute of America. It, it was, was a, a, it was a big. It was. It was. The restaurant well, front, which was a, the restaurant for the, for the school. And then they had upstairs where the chefs were. I think that's where we did it. Uh, it was I, right on Canal and Houston. Yes, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah. And that but, famous chef um, started that school, yeah. That was great though, because you get all that great food and, you know, um, a little bit of performance. I remember they did one of my ballets <clears throat> at one of the events. I think it was Marimba. And, oh. I, and I think we used the live music as well because Makoto Nakura, who is still playing the marimba, um, lives there outside of New York City, uh, and, and three other musicians uh, played it live. So um, that's another great event. There's nothing like an event that has really good food. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's some great chefs there, absolutely. So you said that, uh, you've got a couple of stories that even I haven't heard yet, so. Well, I think I, I the one about, uh, the big fall or the big drop, it was one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let me see. But, you know, another thing I was thinking of until I started doing some research on my own and opening yes. the folder here was that I had done an event for the National Dance Institute that Jacques Dembois founded. Oh, that's and, um, You know, I... When was that? That, I think, was... Um, you know, I had it written down, and I'm now not sure what year it was, but... Um, More or less. Yeah. I'd say, unfortunately, Jacques gave me this very lovely letter. Uh, you were amazing, man. How you keep your cool was, was always gracious. But he didn't sign the letter. I mean, to date the letter. So I don't know when this was. But, uh -oh. um, but I know that um, it was after I left uh, ABT. I would say between 96 and 2000, I think, somewhere. Oh, okay. And I know it was at the Plaza Hotel. And it was a wonderful event. I mean, what an organization, you know. Really? The equity, inclusion, accessibility to anybody. Yes. And um, to see these young kids 
Yeah. Um, it, it was great. You know, it was a wonderful event to do. You know? Yeah. So again, I, I kept doing events for dance, even though I had left. And then another one I remembered was doing something for American Repertory Ballet. Oh, that's right. Remind it me. It was back in 2009. And it was Jubilee celebration for um, Graham Lustig. That's right. His uh, 10th anniversary. And doing, and we did it, the event at the, um, in Trenton, at the uh, Patriots Theater, at the War Memorial in Trenton, which is a lovely stage. And, um, and it was nice um, connecting with um, Kathy Moore, who's teaching there at the time. So right, yes. Surrounded by more. Kathy uh, Moore, uh, former principal dancer. And Douglas Martin. Oh, yes. He's there too, yeah. Wow. He was teaching there. So it was a lovely event. Um, those are two other things that I completely forgot about. Yeah. So uh, you're, the other thing that you love to do is go to see Broadway shows, yes. in, in particular musicals. So t talk about some of your favorite experiences. And Well, I think what's in my mind now, and I haven't seen it on television, but when I had seen um, uh, Hamilton, I, yes. mean, I, I think that was, I mean, the first thing of his that I saw was... Um, in the Heights. In the Heights. Did we go to that together? No. I don't think so. Yeah. I know I had seen it off-Broadway. Um, I, I actually saw it... 39th Street. I saw it when it, it was at the Baryshnikov Arts Center. Yes, that's, that was the first place it performed. Right, right, and, right. And, um, and Priscilla Lopez was in that as well. That's right. And how did you know her? Well, when I was again at High Five, no, I was working someplace else. And this was a High Five event. So when I was on the board and we said, well, what we could do, and we thought of In the Heights. And somebody in the office said, well, you know, I know Priscilla Lopez. I said, and I told him what I was thinking of is inviting her um, to be, um, that was when a chorus line was being revived. Oh. I said, wouldn't it be great to have her chair our event? Wow. So I wrote this lovely letter to her and she said, Alfred, I would love to chair the event. So she was my date for that night and she was terrific. But then when she was in the Heights, you know, we contacted and I went to see her and um, waited for her after the performance. And then when she did it on Broadway, I saw her again. So um, in fact, last week on PBS, they did a, a In the Heights hour of clips and interviews and and she was interviewed as well and oh right so that was that was a great a great show and then you know yeah. Hamilton, i mean i know saw that i mean i could have sat there and watched all over it yeah yeah you know? so so um you saw and seeing the revival of um my fair lady last few years over at um oh yes who was in that um kelly o'hara that's right, and I, I missed it um, because I'm here now, going into my no, no, it wasn't Kelly O'Hara. I'm getting confused. Kelly O'Hara was in um, The King and I. At the same time? No, um, before, I think she was in The King and I, and then somebody else did... Um, um, I vaguely remember who... The lady. I can't think of who it was. Yeah. But a funny story about uh, The King and I, um, I can't think of the gentleman offhand now who was her, who played the king. Um, and he was just wonderful. I think he got the Tony for that, I'm not sure. Uh -huh. But he took a break and he went back into the show. And one night I was at a restaurant called Et Cetera, Et Cetera, that we both know. Oh, in love. And he was having dinner there. Um, and he was with the director of the King and I, and I said to Danielle, I said, you know, that's the lead from The King and I. I said, you know, you think it'll be right after I went over to congratulate him. And I walked over and I said, hello, I just wanted to say that I, I saw you in your performance and I'm glad you're coming back into the show. And I said, I'm just wondering why you came to this restaurant tonight. Is that because of your big song, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> well, they all laughed at the table. Oh, I bet, I bet. And we're still going to et cetera, et cetera. Yes, uh, hopefully. I, I, 
I, I noticed on uh, Facebook that he's still going and they're sitting outside and all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, some of really amazing um, Broadway shows and Yeah, I mean, going back, I mean, I, one of the first shows I, well, the first show I ever saw a musical was No Strings was Diane Carroll and Richard Kiley, which was wonderful. Wow. When and was that? That was oh, sometime in the 60s. And then the second show I ever saw was Hello, Dolly. With? Harold Channing. Oh, my gosh. So I mean, and then I saw her in the revival. And then I just saw the revival with uh, Bette Midler not so long ago. Yes. She was wonderful. And then I said, I've got to see it again because Bernadette Peters was in it. That's right. And so you saw Bernadette as well? Yeah. Oh, my God. They all were wonderful. Yeah. And different, right? Each one different. I, I did get to see Bette Midler and wow, this, yeah. what a what a lady, holy cow, what a, what a talent. You know, you just, I just mention her name and it makes my, me smile, you know? Well, she was recently on this television show on, I think Netflix, um, The Politician, and she is just great in this. It's a two, two season uh, series and oh. um, she steals the show. She's really, oh, and sure. Platt is in it, who's excellent. And, yeah. But as Paltrow and Judith Light, but when Bet's on the screen, um, I think she was nominated for a uh, an Emmy for that. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm not sure, but um, she should be. If she wasn't. Wow. Wow. But, you so, know, the interesting is uh, all the dance that I've seen in the United States and in different cities. And um, every time I traveled to Europe, there was no dance. I would go see opera. I mean, when I was in Italy in the summer, Rome, I would. Rome Opera, and when I went to St. Petersburg, there was no dance going on. The Kirovs, they were off somewhere in America. And, you know, <laughs> so I had to settle for concerts. But then that oh, was wonderful. Oh, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, so what are some of your, what, the favorite shows that you've seen at the Met uh, Museum? I remember a few years ago, you, you walked me through one with these amazing dresses and these gowns. What was that? Do you remember? Yeah, that was, um, well, it could have been, um, could have been the Alexander McQueen or there was another um, big show, costume show. I was trying to think of it the other day. Um, something from China or something, was it? Well, there was, yes. Right. One that came from China. Yeah. Uh, which was superb. There was, an, yeah. I mean, those costume shows are just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone they do is, there's one that's going to be opening up soon. I don't remember what, what it is now. So I'd be eager to go up and see it. It was delayed. Um, but yeah, those, those are spectaculars. I think the last one they did was something to do with the Catholic church. And that was wonderful as well. Um, you know, robes and everything. And well, it's all so theatrical anyway. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 So, <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the, one of the big shows I remember not so long ago was such a big hit was uh, um, Michelangelo. You know, oh, yes. His, his paintings. I mean, to see that all in one place at one time in all these galleries was wonderful because the Mets collection and all the drawings, they can't display them very long because they're so sensitive to light. So to have oh, one right. show come in for a short time, that's how they got all these things on loan. Right. And, um, they were wonderful to see them all at one time. You know, that'll never happen again. I'm trying to think the last time I was there was um, actually you and me and Tim, we were there having lunch. Yes. And you both had seen the show and then said, Robert, you have to go see it. You have to go and see it. And, and I remember going to see it, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it was around Christmas time. Yes. Yeah. Because we had just had Christmas dinner the night before. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was the day after Christmas, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that, yeah. 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 Um, so but all those wonderful things that you get to do in, in New York and uh, and you and you do. You take advantage of every opportunity. Yeah, and go, everything I could possibly do, you know, why yeah. not? I mean, I have some friends that are very kind and are critics, so they invite me to performances as well. So I get to see some of the great plays and, um, and musicals. Um, and there have been some wonderful things over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Did you ever get to see Hades Town? 
No, I did not. You saw, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 I really, really enjoyed that. It was meant to come to Orlando on tour this season, but I think it's, um, you know, like everything has been postponed, you know, so, but, um, you know, you get to see the, the Hamiltons and you saw it with Lin-Manuel, did you not? Yeah, yes. I saw it in preview, in fact, yeah. Oh, right, okay. It was great. Um, yeah. I remember um, I saw it on a matin, you know when it was? It was the weekend of the Pulse shooting, I remember, because I was in that hotel down near wow. the theater, and I started getting those text messages about what was going on in Pulse, and my father was still alive at the time, and he, he was texting me because he, he knew how close I lived to the Pulse um, nightclub. And he was in tears when I said, Dad, 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 no, 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 I'm in New York City. I'm in New York City. He's like, oh, thank I remember. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, so. But talking about this recent theater season where the Tonys were delayed or may not happen, um, the revival of West Side Story, which I had never seen on the stage. Oh. Um, and it was... It was so superb. The young yeah. dancers were amazing. And yeah. it, it's so sad that they're all so young and just starting out and all of yeah. a sudden their career is just at a standstill now. Right, right. right. Um, no, it's, it's... It, it, was, it was spectacular, it really was. Um, I don't yes. know whether they're gonna be able to bring it back or what. Well, you know, it's, uh, that's all to, to be figured out, but that's why we're going to continue. And thank God we have this amazing board member, uh, Tim Kashani, who helped us with the um, Dance Accelerator, he and his wife. Um, and uh, of course, our board president and major donor, Jonathan and his wife, Krista, who you've met. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's a lot to be grateful for. And, you know, we are, unlike a lot of other ballet companies around, planning to go back to work on September 1st. That's great. And hopefully be able to make it into the theater in October uh, to do Sleeping Beauty and then Nutcracker in December. So fingers crossed, you know. And actually, you were supposed to come to Orlando last March to see me go back on stage, right? And, yeah. that, and that wonderful program with the Jessica Lang's ballet and Val Canaparoli's ballet and my new piece that I was creating, world premiere to music by the amazing composer, Jim Stevenson. Um, and you were gonna come and Gina and Joanne were gonna come and my friend Wiki was gonna come from London and oh, it was gonna be, and then boom, everything just went stop, you know. So you're talking about Jessica Lang. I mean, this is a wonderful choreographer. I've seen things she's done for ABT and everything. She she's amazing. And that piece. Well, you remember that piece that we saw in rehearsal when she was rehearsing at yes. the, the old Juilliard Studios, right? Yeah. I I came up and I had already decided I wanted to do a different one of her ballets, but then I saw this rehearsal and I went, "Oh my God, I want that one!" <laughs> you know. So. Um, that was really terrific. And then I saw it when they did it at the Joyce. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing is you, you go and see a lot of those avant-garde and lesser known companies that come through. It's, it's to, to have all of that at your fingertips and to actually go and do it is, you know, it's, it's amazing, you do. And you're, you're like the arts encyclopedia of New York City, you know? Well, you know that, that piece that you're, going to do yourself. I mean, I, when I see that piece, I find it to be, and I saw it on video, it, it's oh. so emotional that I think it, it's, it's such a piece that is for now. It has so much emotion. Yes, no, exactly. Um, you know, and I, I think somehow to, to do it on a video and get it out there to people to see this, because it's, it, it's comforting and it's, um, yeah. Symbolic of what's going on it's in the world. Funny, I, I just did a rehearsal of it this morning because I hadn't I hadn't touched it since since we stopped working. You know, um, I mean, I've been thinking about it. You know, but um, I've never actually performed it yet. So, and it's um, you know, I have to stay in shape to till next, <laughs> which is great. I I'm happy. I come in every morning. I, I'm very fortunate. I get to come into this brand new building, which I gave you a virtual tour of. 
and uh, we can't wait for you to get down here to actually see it. It's, I feel very fortunate. I get come in every day and I exercise for an hour on my own in a big, huge space. And uh, um, planning to just keep keep going forward. So um, what what did we miss here? I'm looking at all of your experience back to the days at the new school. Most of what I had on my comments. You worked at the new school. Is that where you met Tim? Yes, Tim Gunn. Yes, that's yeah. where I met him. I was a registrar and he was, um, I think he was uh, assistant dean at the time. And then I left, went to ABT. He stayed and then he became the director of the fashion program. And that's I brought him into Project Runway and all right. the great things. And, um, right. What a what a what an authentic, wonderful human being. I, I've enjoyed getting to know him over our Christmas get-togethers, you know, and Thanksgiving. And he's doing okay, right? I haven't heard. Yeah, of him. and I'll be talking to him later today. We always okay, have good. Wednesday, uh, but you know, his new show is going to be uh, starting in the fall, um, making the cut, second season, the Amazon show. Right. And, um, so fingers crossed for that. Yes. Good. So, what else? Um, what else did, did we miss that you can well, share? I think, I think I've covered everything I, I could think of. Okay. Well, well, uh, you know, I, I obviously would love to, for everything to be able to get back so that we can continue to go and do these wonderful things, dance experiences, theater. Um, we didn't even talk about all the experiences theatrical at um, Lincoln Center in those. Um, and the, the plays that are produced by Lincoln Center and all of that, you know, so we could, we could do one whole episode just on that, you know, so. I've done everything in dance except dance. 